initially we met at um, our home church, our sponsoring church, Northside Baptist, and then we met at the Blackman Community Club for quite some time, and then we met at the YMCA for a little over a year, and it was there first at the YMCA that uh, Dr. Kevin Minchie uh, came to preach to us. And then we met at the Concord Baptist Association for exactly a year, and uh, Kevin and Laura uh, were so gracious to us and uh, allowed us to meet there for a year. And then the Lord gave us this property, and we are so, so happy to have you back again to preach for us, brother. Uh, this man means so much to me personally. He's meant a lot to this church, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that never seen, very few people know about. The Concord Baptist Association uh, has been extremely supportive of us in our attempt here to serve the Lord by planting a church in the Blackman area, and it gives me great honor and pleasure to introduce to you Dr. Kevin Minchin. Well, it is, it is a privilege to be here. I was just thinking, as uh, Brother Kevin mentioned, you know, the first time I preached there at the Y, and then uh, for you to be sharing quarters with us, that was a joyous time. And I remember coming out with Kevin and looking at this property. And, and uh, each step of the way, things just get better here. And coming in today and, and seeing the things you've done, you know, it's just it's just a real blessing to have a small part in that and uh, the changes of the lives that you'll make in this area. Let's look at Luke chapter 15, and I'm going to. Am I preaching into this one? Is this the one I'm preaching into? Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of work with it a little bit here. Luke chapter 15. We're going to look at prayer, and I I want to take something that Weston said about Samson because it really works in well. I had two sermons today. didn't have time to do them both. They totally were unrelated. One was from Ezekiel, then the other one was the, the prodigal son. So I went back and forth last night and I thought, well, we'll just see. So I just brought them both. And um, as Weston was talking about Samson, you know, I was thinking, Samson is a, a tragic story of what could have been. But he judged for, th for 20 years, so they had to put up with his foolishness for two decades. Uh, interestingly, when Samson first comes on the scene as an adult of marrying age, the first thing we hear or see him say or do is he goes to his father, having seen a Philistine woman that he thought was hot, and he said, she pleases me, get her for me. That's the first thing he said. It wasn't that he was attracted to her inner beauty, her spirituality. He just thought she was hot. And that's a very carnal, fleshly statement to make, but that's what he said to his daddy. Now that was the judge for the next 20 years. That really plays in well to what I want to show you from the prodigal son story in Luke chapter 15 today because we see two things said by this young man. Now when we talk about prayer... I remind people, you know, prayer is hard work. If, if it were easy, everyone would do it all the time. Uh, many times our intentions to be a person of prayer exceed the reality of our prayer life. If you do a survey of honest Christians, 
They will many times tell you, my prayer life is here and I wish it were here. Why is it here instead of here? Because it's hard work. It takes time. We have to make time to be people of prayer. In fact, one thing I've noticed when I talk to people about prayer and I ask them you know, how I can pray for them, some people don't like to ask for prayers for themselves. Other people say, well, I'll pray for you, but I don't really like to pray for myself. Uh, that's not a spiritual statement. Because Jesus prayed for Himself. Okay, in, in Luke chapter 22, verse 42, He says, Father, if You are willing, take this cup from Me, yet not My will, but Yours be done. So Jesus talked, the Son talked to the Father about what was going on in His life at that moment in time. As, as, as God made flesh, walking in flesh and bones, He experienced what we experienced, and He talked to the Father. One of the first things you do, or one of the first things you learn to do when it comes to prayer is to pray for yourself or to ask for yourself. Even people who are not people of prayer, possibly even people who are not believers, who just know of prayer, have been known to utter up prayers for themselves. And in this passage, you will find a prayer that the Son in this story offers up. In Luke chapter 15, if you want to look with me, we'll just try to do as much paraphrasing as we can. You all know the story, but it says a certain man had two sons in verse 11. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So that's the first thing he says to his father. Father, give me my inheritance what's coming to me. Now we'll come back to that in just a moment, but I wanted you to see that because there are two conversations between the son and the father, and this is the first one. And he goes to him and he says a give me request. Now, you've been a child. Many of you have children. Uh, you know what it's like. Children are good to say give me. I want that. Well, that's one of the first sentences a little ankle biter strings together, isn't it? I want that, you know, give me, I want, you know, Addie want. You've heard that type sentence strung together. If you work in the nursery, you'll hear it again and again and again. And if somebody takes it, well, I want it, it's mine. Give me. It's rooted, really, if you want to be spiritual, it's rooted in supplication. We go to the Father who's the giver of every good and perfect gift from above, and we petition Him, we... we Pray for Him to supply our needs. So it, it can be a, a good, uh, legitimate way to approach the Father. Give me, and based on, best as you can tell what the will of the Father is, you're asking for what you believe God already wants you to have. If you're a young man, you know, and you're like Samson of marrying age and you want to do this the right way, you don't want to just look out there for the best looking woman, but you want a life partner who will work with you, who will walk with you, who will be a help meet, you will say, Father, give me a godly wife. Any man ever prayed that? This is your opportunity. Any man ever prayed that? As a young single man, give me a godly wife. Okay, well, you know, that's a legitimate give me prayer for the Father. But what does this young man do here? He says, give me everything that's coming to me. 
Now, the parenthetical statement is, it's coming to me after you die, but I don't want to wait. I can't wait till you die. I want it now. Now, see, that's where this prayer begins to go, or this where this request tends to go south. I want what I want. It's coming to me. I've got legitimate claim to it, but I want it now. You know, I was riding with my parents. My aunt died. We went to Dalton, Georgia for the funeral Friday. And as we were driving down there, dad's 92 and mom's 90, and we're going to the funeral of a brother of of a sister-in-law, my dad's brother's wife. So we're thinking about death. Isn't that just a great thing on a beautiful Friday, driving down there? But they wanted to go, and they couldn't go unless I took them. So I got my 92-year-old dad up front, and we're riding. And, you know, they start talking about, you know where the cemetery plots are. Yes, Dad, I do. Well, everything's taken care of. And, and, you know, we've got it set up at the bank to where if we both die, it all goes right to you this way. You don't have to worry about it. We start talking about all these things. And they're really telling me more than I want to know. Now, what if I just looked over at Dad and said, Dad, let's simplify this. When we get back from Dalton, just put it, give it all to me now. Just give it all to me. Don't give it all to me and then let me take it. Just give it all to me because I want to go off somewhere and do something with it. You see the audacity of this request that this young man makes? I don't want to wait till you die. I want you to give it to me. And I want you to give it to me now. Now, why did he want it? Because he wanted to live a playboy lifestyle. He knew exactly where he was going to go. He knew exactly what, it was going, what he was going to do. He knew exactly what it was going to cost. And the only way he could fulfill his dreams of living that kind of lifestyle was to get what was coming to him and to get it now. So he goes and he says, give that to me. Well, the next thing we see is um, he comes back again. Well, you know how the story goes. Let's, Let's go back to the text. So again, he divided his livelihood and not many days after... The younger son gathered it all together, journeyed to a far country, and there he wasted his possessions with prodigal living. It's Bible terminology for he lived it up. He spent it all. Uh, But there was a famine, and he began to be in want. So he joined himself to a citizen in that country and sent him to the field to feed swine. And he would gladly filled his stomach with the pods of the swine that the swine ate, but no one gave him anything. Then he came to himself in verse 17. How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven before you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he goes to his father, and now he's got this second request prepared. Father, make me as one of your servants. And as you know, when he gets there, his father sees him from a long way off and runs to him, and and he's got this rehearsed conversation he's going to have, and he starts into it, Father, and, and the Father stops him before he can even finish it. But he had it in his heart. The second time he goes to the Father, and it's not a give me request, it's a make me request. So I want you to notice that those are really the only two kind of prayers that, that we can pray for ourselves. Remember, it's okay to pray for yourself. But when you pray for yourself, there's really only kind of two ways you can do that. You can either ask God to give you what you want or what you think you need, or you can ask God the Father to make you into what He wants to make you. Notice the first time the young man, the son, he says, give to me so I can live the life that I want to live. 
It's very self-centered. That's why I thought about Samson. It's very self-centered. Everything he ever did was self-centered. Even we try to fix that story and you just can't. (laughs) Well, you know, with this young man here, he gets a second chance. And it's not a self-centered request. In fact, he says, take me back in so I can serve you. Make me a servant. Now, God wants to give you things. In fact, God has greater things to give you than you can imagine or think. Okay, So let's just set that aside. God's going to give you things. God's going to supply your needs. But I want to talk about that second thing where the young man says to the father, make me a servant. So as you pray for yourself, you're either going to pray, give me prayers or make me prayers. I want to encourage you to consider the power of the make me prayer. In Romans 8... 28 and 29, it says, We know all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. We love that. We put it on a refrigerator. We, we, we tell others that because we say, Hey, God's so good. He can make good come out of bad. All things work together for good. But the next thing it says, For those whom He foreknew, He also be, he, he, uh, predestined them to be conformed to His image, to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. So, The Father wants to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. That's God's will for your life if you're wondering what it is. There it is, right there. Romans 8, 29. That you be conformed to the image of His Son, Jesus. So when you say, make me, make me more like Jesus. If you pray that every morning, you can't go wrong. Because God's going to answer that prayer every time. In fact, He's conforming you like clay in the hands of the potter and He's shaping you and He is making you more like Jesus as you submit your life to Him. The first uh, request of the young man was to go and to commit sin. The next time when he says, make me a servant, was to submit to the Father as a servant. So as we pray a prayer of submission, we say, make me. Father, into the image of your Son, Jesus. Romans 12, 1 and 2, later on the same book, it says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So he says, don't be conformed to this world. In chapter 8, he says, be conformed to the image of Christ. Chapter 12, don't be conformed to the image of the world. So the world wants to make you in the image that it sees fit. And that's where a lot of believers are today. Are they going to look like the world or are they going to look like Jesus? So make me more like Jesus is a prayer that goes against the world because the world is constantly conforming. That's why we work so hard as Christian parents. We are trying to raise children in the image of Christ while the world wants to take the children and conform them to the image of the world. That's why we're here with our children today, amen? Because you want them in the house of God under the Word of God, glorifying God and the worship of God. This is, this is how we conform ourselves or allow ourselves to be conformed to the image of Christ. So two ways of looking at it. We can pray, give me prayers or make me prayers. And I want to encourage you today to be a person who prays the latter, the make me more like your son Jesus. And the first step in doing that is to repent and believe in Jesus Christ, to turn from your sins and to commit your life to Him. That's when that process of conforming to the image of Jesus first begins. 
So I want to lead us in a time of prayer, and we will have a time uh, of response. We're going to sing Blessed Assurance, and I love that particular arrangement we're going to do. So that will give us a moment and an opportunity for you to respond however you need be to the to the opportunity to be a person who prays, give me prayers at appropriate times, but also prays, make me prayers. Because God wants to make something of you. And if you're not praying that prayer on a regular basis, let's begin today. Father, we thank You for Your Son Jesus. Thank You for this congregation that is here, Lord. I thank You for the uh, lives that are being changed. And Father, I pray that we would be changed each day to be more like Your Son Jesus. Father, I pray that uh, You'd remove everything in us that hinders that process. Lord, I pray that You would remove from us the selfishness that is inherently there because of our flesh. And Lord, I pray that Your Spirit would, would take over those fleshly desires. That You'd give us the desires of our heart and they'd be desires to be more like Your Son, Jesus. So we pray these things in His name. Amen.